0: You're listening to Something Weird. I'm Brooke, and this is Anna.
1: Howdy, partners. (laughs) It's a weird day, okay?
0: As I take a sip of wine. Oh, keep going.
1: Uh, So here you'll find semi-regular dialogue on all things paranormal, or just even a little bit weird. We're lifelong friends who have an affinity for the strange since we met. And um, now we're here to explore these phenomena with you.
0: So each week, one of us will dig into a paranormal tale as we ponder the question, do we want to believe? And I'm going to start us off this week. It's my turn. So for my tale, I am going to tell you, Anna, of the conspiracy theories and paranormal activity that surround the chernobyl
1: disaster no <laughs> yes holy
0: <laughs> i didn't want to say anything when we were talking about the show
1: Stay quiet about that through this whole conversation about chernobyl yeah i'm a good liar oh.
0: obviously we've been watching the show and loving every
1: second of it what has been the most impactful part for you so far spoiler alert
0: Spoiler alert, big time. Well, I might spoil this for you. You're only on the third episode. Mm-hmm. Do you care? Well, they've alluded to it a couple of times.
1: You know, I, like, half pay attention to shows, so if I know that it's at least coming, all. Um,
0: yeah. Well, you certainly, in the next episode that you watch, will not be able to escape. So they mentioned, like, kind of early on, that they were going to have to get people out of, like, a certain radius, and then start, like, digging up the vegetation. And also killing all animals. Oh, yeah. And they essentially dedicated an episode to making us watch that process. What
1: oh, animals show. do they kill, though? Dogs and cats. <gasps> and puppies. What the hell? Okay, wait. Two things just came up for me. Well, just one thing, really. The guy's cat. Yeah. Um, At the very beginning of the show.
0: Well, he wasn't. He came from Moscow, right? Wasn't he living in Moscow? He wasn't in Pripyat, pri- or pri- yeah, however you say that correctly.
1: Damn um, it! I thought I like caught on some foreshadowing there. Like he hid his cat. <laughs> it's an alien cat. That's what I don't know. think uh, that that guy was gonna try to save his cat.
0: He was just like, we need to kill all of these animals. Yeah, it was horrible to watch. I was so deeply upset, and I know. That thousands of people lost their lives and suffered horrible, horrible things, and I should probably care more about that, but I'm sorry. I don't. It was awful.
1: I don't, honestly, you know, I don't really, I could watch anything but some cats die.
0: Yeah, well, they don't focus too much on the cats because most normal people care more about dogs. So they were definitely going for the, um, the cute dogs and the puppies. Oof. It was very upsetting.
1: I just don't think they would, would, like, focus that much energy on that, though.
0: It was a lot. Well, I mean, when you watch the episode, you'll see, because it's tied to a specific person's storyline and almost this awful coming of age that he's, like, forced into. So it makes sense, and it was very powerful, but it was awful. Ugh, I don't know. Just the entire thing, unbelievable.
1: In that scenario, though, it's just, like, you've got to shrug and throw your hands up like you can't do anything about it yeah
0: so if you're not familiar with what we're discussing
1: you need to go take to a history class. <laughs> go to or school because i guess i wasn't very knowledgeable about it either
0: the chernobyl disaster is considered to be the worst nuclear plant disaster ever recorded in the history of time. Granted, nuclear power is relatively new, but nothing like this has ever happened. Um, and essentially, where we're looking at is Ukraine, in particular, a city called Pripyat. Am I saying that correctly? Say it again. I believe it's Pripyat. Like, Pripyat. All right. And
1: This
0: is where... You had, essentially the city was built for the purpose of this nuclear power plant. And we're also in 1986, so we are talking about Soviet Union, uh, Ukraine. The day is April 26, 1986. What occurs, and I'll take us through a timeline in a little bit, but for the first time, again, in recorded history, what happened was a nuclear reactor actually exploded. And in this explosion sent insane amounts of radiation up into the air. And then what kind of transpired after was essentially major efforts by the Soviet Union to cover up what happened, um, while also trying some people, trying to get those that were subject to the radiation away, and then also try to minimize the effects that would last really like hundreds of years So that's a very, in a nutshell, what happened. But again, I'll take us through a more kind of detailed timeline. This is not exactly paranormal because it's a historical event that happened and there's no question about it. But where we get some paranormal stuff is essentially the conspiracy theories around it and some of the stories that have come out of ground zero. So we're talking about, Everything from ghosts to mutant monsters to UFOs and some other things that will kind of take us through. A couple other important facts about it. Radiation is horrible. And the initial blast killed directly 31 people. Like, not instantly, but very shortly after from either injury or exposure to the radiation. And 28 were 28 of the 31 were workers at the plant or firefighters that came directly after the explosion to put the fire out. And they essentially had no idea what they were dealing with. In reality, while those only 31 people died directly because of the explosion, we're talking thousands upon thousands of people that have had premature deaths due to this accident. The long-term effects are astounding.
1: Yeah, birth defects, all of oh. that.
0: And then you also have a huge chunk of Ukraine that you cannot go to. Just inhabitable area. There's, like, a whole... Still. I, yeah, you can't go. No. I want to, honestly.
1: I know. Give <laughs> me a suit. It's terrible that that's the first thought that came to my mind, Was like, it's a, tickets must be pretty cheap. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um,
0: Yeah. So there's no people there anymore. Okay, so let me take you through a general timeline of what happened. Mind you, I know nothing about physics or nuclear energy, except for what I've learned from the show. So I'm going to do my best to take you through the timeline. Essentially, I'm taking this directly from History.com. So thank you.
1: Oh, man. Welcome to my high school days. You're a history major, so...
0: Uh, That doesn't mean I know anything about whatever. Okay, so we're going to jump in right before the explosion. It's night shift, April 25th, around 11 p.m. Um, You've got the night crew working at a nuclear power plant. So we already know these aren't the um, top employees, not the most knowledgeable employees. Hey,
1: maybe they were working the late shift because they Needed to uh, keep all the secrets.
0: Wrong. The official report would agree with me. It had already been planned that they would run a test. Essentially, it was exactly what um, they were trying to make sure it didn't happen. Um, but it was a safety test to make sure that they could effectively shut down the entire reactor. All the tests are in order. Everyone knows what's happening. It's supposed to happen at 1 a.m. April 26th the operators in the control room receive permission to essentially run through the test in the shutdown. But by now, the, and I quote, less experienced night shift is on the job. And they had never received proper instruction of how to perform the test. So another hour passes by.
1: But I by. feel like that's kind of the plant's fault. Like, where your, your training processes?
0: Oh, yeah. No, these kids... It's not their fault. And remember, even in the show, they were talking to one of the operators, and she was like, "How old are you?" And you're a senior, like, whatever, as a senior position in this plant, and he was 25. Like,
1: yeah, but I don't know. I guess, I guess it wasn't that long ago because usually when you hear those things, like in historical shows, you're like, "Yeah, he had like three years to live." No, like, in this case, I'm, he had less. Yeah, it's just. sick. Uh, that's pretty, it is young. Yeah. But there are smart people who, uh, you know, excel early in life. There are. I'm just try, I'm just trying to fight for the other. I know.
0: I'm not blaming them. I shouldn't, I'm not it's blaming them. It's totally their
1: fault, obviously, but.
0: No. But there were some poor decisions made to begin with. It's. Around twelve thirty a m in the test, it's supposed to again, I don't really know how it works, but it's supposed to be like a relatively long process of this whole safety test that happens but at eleven twenty eight a m the power plummets like within the the core mm-hmm. is what they call it the power plummets far below the level um at which the reactor is considered quote unquote stable, so how the operators respond is removing most of the control rods which are within the core that essentially like regulate power. But what they didn't know is that this was in complete violation of the safety guidelines for the plant. But they were still having trouble with the raising power. So at 1 a.m., the power stabilizes, but it is lower than the preferred
1: level. The
0: plant the supervisors, order the test to proceed. They're like, we're fine, it's stabilizing, we can keep going with this.
1: Which, by the way, that asshole on the show, I find it very difficult to differentiate actors from their characters. So if I see him on the red carpet or something, not that I really watch that, but if I do, I'm like, you can go to hell.
0: The supervisor? Yeah, he's just the worst. And he doesn't ever get better. Like yep, he comes back. Sorry. It's what
1: how did he make it? I don't
0: isn't that so power is stabilizing, but it's still not safe. But the supervisors say keep going with the test. We're fine. By doing that, the automatic emergency shutdown system and other safety features are turned off because it's considered to be stable. Mistake. At 123 the test officially begins so it hadn't even started yet they were just trying to get the core stable enough to actually run this safety test so at 123 it begins however there's an unexpected power surge that occurs again connecting back to the rods and how much power had been stored in them right after that an operator presses the emergency shutdown button but the control rods jam as they enter into the core. A few seconds later, the first explosion occurs to be quickly followed by at least one more that blows the 1,000-ton roof right off of the reactor and shoots a fireball high into the night sky. And that first opening scene of the show is pretty accurate as to what happened. Just this insane beam straight into the sky. The explosion happens. There's a rolling blackout, there's dust and graphite chunks everywhere, and the radiation just is spewing out of the core. The issue is no one understands what actually happens, and according to science, a nuclear reactor should not be able to explode.
1: Wait, okay. I guess it's it's just terrible because I, I know nothing about... This the science behind this, so it's I can't like really put together too much coherent thought around it. It's not supposed to, even now. It was just a mistake then, or like at that time they just didn't know that it was a possible thing, and now they're like, oh, I guess it is.
0: Okay, so again, going off of a TV show, what I've learned <laughs> is that they the scientists that were kind of following in the show. And most engineers that worked in the plant and, like, on the reactor believed that this wasn't a possibility. Like, there wasn't a way for a reactor to explode. It might melt down, but it wouldn't ever explode the way that it did.
1: Okay. Even if someone's running out, I mean, like, the thing exploded. They're not believing. It's not true. We're not going to freak out because you're a night shift idiot.
0: Right. And... What they come to find out later is that it had actually been a government secret, that they had already figured it out, um, but they didn't want to tell anyone because the Soviet Union wanted to look superior in their nuclear
1: power. Little rats. Yeah. It's all about ego. It keeps coming it up. It's all about the ego.
0: Yeah, it's absurd. So the explosion happens. You've got radiation spewing. There's firefighters that are sent to the scene. Most of those firefighters end up dying days, weeks, months later, because they are not wearing any sort of protective clothing. It's still April 26th. People in the town, Pripyat, don't really understand what's happening. They don't, again, no one believes that there's radiation spewing. They just think it's a fire on the roof. And that isn't something to be concerned with. So people are walking around. They're breathing in the dust and the ashes from the fire. Um essentially throughout the hours in the morning they start to extinguish the fires but in reactor four where the core had actually exploded they can't get the fire out. So they start this really intense process of dumping a bunch of like sand and clay in there to stop the to stop the fire. Watch the show if you want to see how what lengths they went through. To get this thing out um, and to make the area relatively safe. But some key things about the, the months that follow after they have to evacuate most towns within, I think, like a 30-mile radius. They then start bulldozing the villages, shooting pets and livestock, burying huge amounts of topsoil. The water is now unsafe. So there's just Endless, endless problems.
1: Even for the workers who are tasked with doing these things.
0: Essentially signing up to to die an early death. And it took over 800,000 workers in total to clean this up.
1: And were they just told you, you need to do this or you have a moment of heroism?
0: There were some volunteers, but again, we're talking about Soviet Union. You didn't have a choice.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a, we'll give you an opportunity.
0: I mean, if this, if the state calls upon you, that's what you're doing. There's no choice in that sort of communist government. So these like 800,000 people were, they took military personnel. They took like, well, you probably saw the coal miners. um, And then they took young, like school-aged men Mm -hmm. and just put them to work. Pretty terrible. And many decisions were made that were essentially we have to let these people die in order to clean up this mess and save millions of other people and also save their
1: reputation. Can you imagine something like that happening here? But (sighs) I
0: would say rule number one is to not pretend like it isn't happening. And that's what's so frustrating through all of this is the Russian government or the state or whatever or Soviet Union, wouldn't acknowledge it. Um, Like as part of the cleanup, trying to get the, the graphite hunks essentially off of the roof, which essentially the graphite is holding the majority of the radiation and also releasing the majority of the radiation. So you can't touch it like you're dead if you touch it. But they've got to get it out of open air. And even when they're talking about how they're going to go about that, they know the U.S. has the technology to, do it, and to have the robots that can actually pick it up and move it, but they refuse to take anything from America, and instead, they use human hands, and are essentially signing up for these thousands of young men to die. You may be thinking, none of this has anything to do with paranormal activity, and you're not wrong, until we get to the conspiracy theories, and the many creepy things that have been spotted and written about, uh, movies made about that kind of came from this horrible disaster and the amount of radiation. A couple conspiracy theories in terms of why did this happen? Because remember, everyone is thinking, this isn't possible. There's no way that they could make like this big of a mistake or that even science would allow this to happen. It can. Um, but still, we have some conspiracy theories out there. So tell me what you think of these. First, um, uh, one of the most popular ones is that it might just be a Russian cover up. So Chernobyl is your nuclear power plant. The city that's built around it is for people to be working on that plant. They also built in that same area, um, this very kind of strange, very large radar that Essentially, it goes around most of the reactors of Chernobyl. Um, and it's called the Duga-3. This was a radar array, which is, was built in order. We're talking about Cold War, okay? So it was built to detect any sort of missiles that may have been launched from primarily the U.S., but anyone against, you know, communist Russia. They built up this giant radar. However, it didn't work. And it was millions upon millions of dollars to build. For the most part, it did absolutely nothing. It made a lot of noise. It made a lot of clicks and buzzing. And it interfered with TV and radio. But it
1: didn't work. So basically, it's like your dog when it's chewing its feet when you're trying to watch TV. Yes. It's
0: loud. It's annoying. It serves no purpose. But it's there. Yep. And really fucking expensive yeah so they built this giant thing the duga it served essentially no purpose to them so it's kind of a far out theory um and there's even a documentary made about it called the russian woodpecker in making this documentary they were simply going about this theory that the Soviet government actually um, allowed for the explosion to happen in order to cover up the costly mistake of building the Duga-3. Oh, my gosh. I personally find that very hard to believe. But what happened during the filming of the documentary is where things start to get a little bit creepy. (laughs) So... The Again, the Russian Woodpecker is the documentary that was made all about the Duga and this cover-up theory and all of this stuff. During the production, according to the crew, they were plagued by numerous mysterious mishaps, such as the shooting of one of them by a sniper while filming and harassment by the Russian secret police. Um, or, like, KGB.
1: Yeah, but wait, who got shot? One of the crew members. All right, yeah, this doesn't just happen. No, absolutely not. So it's
0: like, why does the Russian government care?
1: It's a theory.
0: It's, I think, a little far-fetched. There's another theory that it was actually the Americans, and it was the CIA that allowed for this to happen. A CIA official that apparently worked at Chernobyl, or like had access into Chernobyl and understood kind of what was happening, and according to this man, Grossman, the entire area around Chernobyl was a military site designed to detect enemy missiles um, and to launch their own. So kind of going back to the Duga theory that they had built this huge device in order just to detect missiles and kind of protect themselves. And it was completely ready to be activated in the event of any sort of war. So he believed, again, this is Grossman, uh, the guy that kind of had, had access into Chernobyl. Um, He believed that the CIA caught wind of this and went about sabotaging Chernobyl uh, in order to take it out as a threat. Another documentary was made about this potential theory. I do not have the name of it, but I don't know. What do you think of those theories? I
1: mean, I don't want to show my true colors here, but I think it's both are really possible. I mean, what keeps coming up is for me is ego. And you know these people trying to stay on top, whether that be their own positions or whether it be the country and honestly, it wouldn't be that surprising if someone said, "We're going to put ourselves first and
0: okay i I mean, I agree with you, but don't you think a nuclear reactor explosion and followed by a meltdown is a little bit worse than building a radar that didn't work like I don't think. The cover up helps their image whatsoever. I think it looks a whole lot worse. Yeah,
1: if anyone found out about the cover up, but
0: even know. even without it being a cover, if this were just a true human mistake, like they just fucked up, I still think it's a whole lot worse. It is more embarrassing what happened because they were simply like negligent and didn't train their employees and didn't release the science as they knew it, and then.
1: They didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was, because they clearly didn't understand, and they just didn't expect for anyone to be like looking into it that deeply. I mean, people get so high and mighty, like they just think they're untouchable. It
0: could be. I don't know. I just I struggle.
1: It does seem like a stretch. Think of it in this way: like a couple idiots were in charge, and they thought, okay, we're gonna cover it up. By doing this, they're never going to be able to come back out and say, actually, uh, yeah, that was a cover up. It, it only gets worse. You're digging the you're digging your hole. But I, I think they were just
0: stupid. They just made a huge mistake. And that was the ego piece that they couldn't get past. And that's why they didn't. They were in denial for so long and that they lied to the world about it for years. And no one truly ever knew the magnitude until, well, the truth came out. So, I don't know. So those are some of the theories as to why this happened. I'm going to stick with. They just done fucked up. Regardless of how or why this happened, you've got a shit ton of radiation in a
1: particular area. Give me some instances of radiation in other um, scenarios.
0: What's different is the amount of radiation. Far more significant than what happened in Japan. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Um, So it's it's kind of difficult to, it's, it's like apples and oranges. You can't,
0: yeah, you can't quite compare them. And we, at least to my understanding, haven't had the amount of time to see um, the truly long-term effects, but there's reports of like tens of thousands of deaths that are due to this. And the fact that you still can't even like go into some of these areas because it's still considered so dangerous. So jumping forward a couple of years, there have been a lot of reports of um, essentially really big or as they're described, outsized wildlife roving in the badlands around Chernobyl. You've got land creatures that exist that are essentially just like crazy mutant monsters. And then there's also apparently a monster fish that cruises through the lakes and the rivers that surround the oh, area. Yeah. So there have been a number of reports that this massive fish thing, fish monster, has been caught and said to be far beyond the normal size of their species. So you have, like, multiple fish that have actually been caught and just way too fucking big.
1: Yeah, but
0: who cares? <laughs> I I mean, Valid. Apparently, um, have you ever seen the show River Monsters on yeah. Animal Planet? Yeah. So like, the guy, the guy Jeremy Wade, um, went on a search to find these little creatures or big creatures, I should say, um, and he so actually great. received special permission to go into the disaster
1: zone. Oh, so oh, I was just gonna ask. I mean, you could go in if you sign some release forms. Is that what it sounds well, like?
0: We could pretend that we're a a TV show that needs to get our ratings up.
1: Yeah, I mean, we can't even record a fucking podcast, but... (laughs) We really can't.
0: Um, So anyway, this guy, Jeremy Wade, goes out there and tries to catch one of the apparently hugely oversized catfish that... Prowl the area by using, like, radiation monitoring devices. Nothing really happens. There's no real evidence. Another report around the mid-90s, so we're jumping 10 years ahead, apparently reports there is some sort of giant mutant spider. Fuck that. Uh, No. No. So the story goes, there were a lot of, like, patrol men that were, made to work in the area um, essentially like a security and also like additional cleanup for many many years so a lot of the reports and the stories actually come from the people that were working on the site so one night a couple patrol men are in between floors <laughs> they they lose power in their flashlights whatever it's not that uncommon things tend to go weird and don't work properly when. You've got radiation floating around in the air. So it's not too alarming. And they use their two-way radios to inform their colleagues, essentially, that they're, like, stuck and they can't really get themselves out of this. They're fine. Nothing seems strange until they start to hear an odd clicking noise from above them. They finally get their flashlights back and flash upward very quickly. And they catch a glimpse a furry head about the size of a man's peering in at them. <laughs> the sergeants drew their weapons. but were ordered not to fire quite yet. The thing seemed to be cowering from the light. So, like, other people had been gathering at this. So it creeps back into the ceiling.
1: No. Yeah.
0: They want to figure out, like, what's actually happening and what did they just see. So they turn off their flashlights again. Um, and whatever it was that they saw shifted and moved revealing itself to be an enormous spider uh, with legs that were three feet long. And, obviously, they freak the fuck out. They drop their flashlights. The flashlights go out again. Now they're stuck in the dark.
1: No chill.
0: (sighs) And now they are, the spider's, like, coming down on them. They get bitten over and over again. And they're trying to, like, fight it off, but the thing keeps biting at them. They manage to get their flashlights back on. How many people were there? I don't know at this point. So the flashlight comes back on again. They fire off the weapon. It scares the giant spider thing away, and they shot off one of its legs. (laughs) And apparently one of the initial patrol men died from
1: blood loss. So it was not a poisonous spider.
0: Apparently not. It's like the the big um, Mama Spider in uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, but the story goes that they tried to cover it up, and the authorities tried to cover it up, but they learned to- that
1: covering things up is just, a, just a terrible problem. idea. You yeah. don't have it covered. You do not have things under control. You're completely fucked. So just accept it.
0: They don't want to learn that. A Turkish newspaper actually heard the story and broke the news. And in the newspaper account, it was mentioned that the spider's lair was subsequently destroyed and that large eggs had been found. The theory as its origin was that the giant spider is mutated by the Chernobyl disaster due to the massive amounts of radiation that it is exposed to.
1: Eh, it'd be worse if it were like a giant grub.
0: I mean, there probably are. If there's giant spiders, there's probably giant
1: grubs. Oh, sick.
0: So, you've got a lot of uh, mutated animals. There was also reports of there being um, man-eating zombies. Ooh. Yes. Escalated there. Yes. Because there was so much death, obviously, that occurred at this site. Um, There's been a number of reports of hauntings and ghosts, but nothing that's really ever significant until there was talks of zombies. That crawl about the area and attack anyone that comes to investigate the site. So they're almost like acting as protectors of this site. In 2010, there was supposed video evidence of this, and I saw a couple stills of. Let me see if I can send this. This was in 2010. That this. Oh no! Yeah, isn't that disgusting? Just these huddled man-like creatures eating something
1: oh man okay so two things came to mind obviously hills have eyes we talked Uh, about earlier that moment where they're eating the mom like that just that was so disgusting another thought came to mind a pinata like you could easily recreate this with a pinata oh
0: (laughs) like right after the pinata breaks open fuck yes get in there they're all hitting each other you're not wrong it's a very accurate picture, <laughs> just in the throes of pinata. Pinata moment. <laughs> um, no, it is not that. This was in 2010. Um, it was posted on YouTube. And what it said that it showed was a soldier that was being ripped apart by zombies in Pripyat, taken by a Russian military night vision camera. And people freaked the fuck out, obviously. This is horrifying. However, shortly thereafter, it was confirmed to be fake. It was actually just a clip from a trailer of a 2007 video game called Stalker.
1: <laughs> no, really?
0: Yes. Yeah, so we might want to play that.
1: Yeah. Whoever put that together. It's not like they didn't just play a video game and take a screenshot and then upload it and say it was something else. But they had some thought behind it.
0: Yeah, they tried. I appreciate it. It got people excited for a moment in time.
1: Okay, so zombies confirmed fake.
0: Yes, confirmed fake. So I will give you one more of the theories around this, and we're gonna bring it back to aliens because, well, they always seem to make an appearance.
1: Is they're everywhere?
0: Because they are real, and they're there, looking
1: out for us. You say that with some some sass in your voice, and I don't appreciate it.
0: Well, just letting the people know. Okay, so the last theory. There are more, but there's just too much.
1: We'll save it for round two. Yeah. Chernobyl
0: part two. There is a theory that extraterrestrial entities actually intervened to lessen the impact of this entire disaster. The theory says the days leading up to the explosion at the plant, there were several sightings of UFOs within the vicinity. A lot of reports, a lot of stories of people seeing strange objects, strange lights, what? Lots of UFOs. And this is days leading up to the explosion. Oh, um, shit. This included a group of eyewitnesses who claimed that they had seen a mysterious object in the sky above the area for a full six hours. Didn't move.
1: All right, so maybe this was a whole thing to cover up something bigger. Could be. Let's talk about this conspiracy theory.
0: Yeah. Likely possibility. Yeah. So one of the witnesses, let me just read you this quote from him. This is from McHale's quote. I and other people from my team went to the site of the blast at night. We saw a ball of fire, and it was slowly flying in the sky. I think the ball was six or eight meters in diameter. Then we saw two rays of crimson light stretching towards the fourth unit. The object was some 300 meters from the reactor. The event lasted for about three minutes. The lights of the object went out and it flew away into the northwestern direction. That's essentially what they saw. And that was the object that was sitting there for many, many hours. People speculate, those that are believers, we can say, um, is that essentially they were there just doing some... Checking things out. Yeah. What is that? Reconnaissance? Yeah. So they were seeking to understand kind of what the site was. And how could they contain the damage of the disaster? And potentially, could they even have avoided this entire blast? Okay. So I'm not sure how they knew, but according to the theory, is that they knew that this was coming and they were trying to figure out a way that they could avoid the blast entirely. Many had come to the conclusion that the catastrophe could have and very well should have been much, much worse than it actually was. And that these UFOs, these extraterrestrials were actually able to limit the amount of damage that was experienced. Um, and some witnesses have claimed that they had seen mysterious unidentified object in the sky immediately preceding the disaster. There's a number of different quotes about what people actually saw and like the timing with the disaster itself. And then when it actually occurred, so the explosion happens. There were other reports from teams that claimed that these mysterious forces were in the midst of toning down the effects, and they were trying to essentially limit the amount of radiation that was being released into the air sure maybe
1: i I mean, if aliens are anything like us, which you know I'd like to think they are I mean way better, but they're either trying to avoid that flying up into there atmosphere, which that's a ways away, so I don't even think. Or they're just waiting, hoping that they'll be able to harvest us eventually, and they don't want us contaminated with that shit.
0: That's a good point. I mean, that could have been something that wasn't going to work for their long term. I don't think these reports actually say anything that would lean me strongly in a way of thinking that they were actually helping. They could have just been checking out what was going on.
1: Oh yeah, they were there for the show.
0: There for a good time. They could have been there to figure out some of our technology. I don't like when
1: you're burning ants.
0: Just let's see what happens when these dumb idiots light themselves on fire.
1: Yeah, because it doesn't. I mean, after everything that we've talked about today, it uh, doesn't seem like they really stopped much from happening. But I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't think. Um, I would necessarily say that it could have been or should have been a lot worse than it was. I think it was pretty fucking bad what happened. So, I don't know if aliens were uh, doing us a solid or just trying to get some info. Probably
1: the latter. Wait, no, you'd hope they were doing us a solid.
0: No, but I think
1: that they were just getting some info. Oh, yeah. If they were trying to help a lot more. I, I would freaking hope that if they can travel through space that they'd be able to help a little bit more than that. If they were trying. But I guess beggars can't be choosers.
0: So that's the story of the Chernobyl disaster. Those are some of the conspiracy theories about why it happens and some of the kind of spooky after effects.
1: What do you think, Anna? Chernobyls, Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the more we progress, these things are going to keep happening and can't really expect them not to. Why wouldn't weirder things happen, too?
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I mean, you see these tomatoes. They're huge. The Monsanto or those ones. They're huge. Tomatoes are not supposed to be that big. So I can see the same thing happening with catfish.
0: Yes, although that's due to growth hormones that are put on the tomatoes.
1: Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> they can't help it if some radiation sprinkled on them. It's doing weird stuff to our food i don't it's a bad thing. Some people <laughs> would like big catfish. I don't want big catfish. I don't like the way you wizards. don't. No, They're hideous. But think about that eaten. You're just gonna fry one up. Don't I don't eat catfish. People do though. I don't live in the fucking bayou. Yeah, but if you did, you would be all over the catfish. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna end on that note. I don't have anything for you. Which ones, though? Because the zombies aren't real. We didn't even talk about the vampire. Yeah,
0: there is a vampire. No, I guess it's just, do you think that there's more to it than just an accident caused by a human error? I think that's ultimately the question.
1: I'm going to say no. I think it was probably just some novice on, I don't know, the third year of his job. I want to say first day, but you just you just don't know. I know what it's like to be human, though. And that's why I will never work in a nuclear plant.
0: I think we can agree on that. So tell us what you believe, um, or if you feel like we're missing something about Chernobyl, or maybe there is more to the story that we're just overlooking and we're being cynical. Who knows? Tell us on our Instagram poll.
1: We say that we're going to have an Instagram poll, but we might not. This is true. You can always comment or send us a DM. Just, uh, interact with us. Show us that engagement that, you know, all those marketers talk about. You can find us at at something weird pod on the Instagram. And if you have any strange stories, spooky, weird, gross, however you want to define them, send us a message because we'd love to hear about them and maybe even cover them. And thank you all for listening. Stay weirdy.
0: Nah. Yeah.